What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Runners Club podcast. Back for another one. And, you know, we have a good, good conversation ahead. But first of all, I'm your co-host, Courtney Phillips. That is Ian Gonzalez. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling real good. I mean, it's been a really, really smooth morning. Um, uh, late nights, early mornings. Karen is going away to a... Uh, 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 what do you call it? A job, like a job retreat situation. She's gone for like a week and a half, but she like is in your, on like on your side. And so, oh, on like, the West Coast. Yeah, on the West Coast, and so like the time difference is crazy. So she'd be like calling me like, "Are you done with dinner? Are you done hanging out?" And it's like a decent hour. Yeah, it's eleven thirty here, and I'd be like on the phone dying. But she didn't train me. I go to sleep mad early now. Like she's like got my my schedule like regulated by like nine thirty. I am young so hard, but right. I'm fighting this to like hang out with her. So um, you know, it kind of feels like feel like the party days up late at night, up fresh early in the morning. Yeah, I feel you. Um, yeah, let's get into it. I don't even think we're gonna have time today to really get into ourselves because we got a couple things planned. But um, why don't we let in our guests today? Do you have any like? Things you want to say before we let them in? Oh, no, let's go. Let's get them in. Okay, lit. Yo, yo, okay, so we back. We're here. You feel me? Got one of my most exciting interviews right here. Listen, I don't I don't care how how long we talk about this. TSP was a moment. And uh who we have on the episode today is uh Malcolm and Will, and Malcolm created so many moments throughout that moment, and it's beautiful. I'm excited to have you here uh, to share your story with us, share your journey with us. Thank you, Will. Will was on Malcolm's team. Shouts out to you for joining us um, and uh, like giving us your POV from being support and doing the photography and catching all of these moments. You feel me? Uh, welcome. Welcome to have y'all. Uh, let's, uh, let's go with Malcolm. Malcolm, go ahead and introduce yourself first. So my name is Malcolm Ebank. So I live and reside in the Bronx. So big up, big X. And I work as a counselor for higher education. I have two kids and, um, I'm a black man. I loved it. I didn't even know you was a dad, bro. Like I didn't even, they, they I didn't grown. even know they, that. I, it's past that. They grown. Awesome, Will. Will, let them know who you are. Uh, what up? Um, this is Will Pierce, originally born and raised in Queens. Um, live in Harlem now, and uh, yeah, running and uh, also a black man. Um, uh, and uh, <laughs> I appreciate I appreciate y'all uh, reaching out and and having me and having us here. Amazing. Awesome. Is, is, is I'm a black man, like, uh, a new pronoun? Like, can we just go with that? Can I just identify that? Well, uh, on, yeah. Yeah, yeah. On, on my Zoom <laughs> profile, it says black man, he, him. I feel, I feel like it's fitting and necessary, especially since we're on a podcast. I mean, people will see it via YouTube, but you got to let people know immediately where the context is coming from. Uh, so I respect it. I know for me personally, I, I ran into you. 
Will and Malcolm a couple times. Like the first time I met you guys was at the um, Bandit uh, activation. They had popped up in LA right before the LA Marathon. And I saw you guys at the shakeout. Didn't even realize that you guys were also running the LA Marathon, which I mean, was hilarious for me because I feel like one, y'all showed up late which is cool. Like, it's fine. That's, I get it. Like, y'all just do what you want to do. But then I'm like, you know, in, I don't know, Beverly Hills at the time and more than halfway through the race. And all of a sudden I see you two just trotting past me and I'm like, okay, they're having a good time. So was that, was that the plan? Like, were you planning on running LA or did you come out just to run TSB? Well, I'll let you go first with your story. Uh, okay. Well. Um... So um, Malcolm and I, like, just to give a, a brief, brief backstory, I've known Malcolm for about a year. And we literally met um, on the course of the Boston Marathon last year. Um, wow. And, you know, like, I've, you know, you've known about Malcolm or people know about Malcolm and the TSP you know, effort, but I hadn't met him. So uh, anyway, so that's where we met. And since then, we've been running together, vibing. Um, and he asked me to join the TSP team. I said, without a doubt. So we're we're in LA and we're active. We're active, like you said. We, we were we were. I feel like we were everywhere. Um, you know, we even we even snuck, you know, pulled up on Take the Bridge the day before. Oh, I saw um, that. And so, uh, so anyway, we're in LA, and then Malcolm's like, I guess he. I missed the meeting or I missed a call where he said he was running the LA marathon. And so he's like, yeah, 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 mad casual. Like, and I'm like, yo, I had FOMO instantly. I'm like, yo, how are you gonna run the LA marathon and not tell me? And I'm how I'm not gonna run the LA marathon too, you know? So I think it was the 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 day before the marathon, and you know, just kind of put out the energy that I wanted to run. And mm-hmm. I think 10:30 that night before the LA marathon, I got a bib to also wow. run the marathon. So, uh, and I was like, I guess, I guess careful what you ask the universe for because the universe will provide and you got to be, you know, you got to show up and be ready. So um, Malcolm knew he was running the marathon. Uh, I didn't, but the universe knew and uh, it was one of, the, you know, the best marathons I've, I've ever run. So anyway, that's how I got there. Mm-hmm. That's wild, you know, like that. Shout out to Rob Perez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bed. So the funny thing was, I thought Will was trying to go run and get some weed. The way he was driving, <laughs> I was like, where are we going, Will? It wasn't until the last moment he told me that we going to get this bib. Oh. So you literally <laughs> went and got a physical bib from somebody who already, who like decided they weren't going to run? Is that what yeah, happened? Okay. That's what. We, we were at the bandit party. Okay. Uh, at, the, at the pop-up. You know, and we were at the, and from there, Rob, uh, shout out to Rob and shout out to his dad. Um, His dad was in town, wasn't going to run the marathon because of, um, you know, an injury that he had. And he was like, you know, I'm not going to do it. And he's like, yeah, I want it to go to good, good use. So I was like, sure. I mean, I probably would have ran it anyway without the bib. Um, (laughs) Right. Come to find out, like, that's how LA gets down. (laughs) Like, I was so super surprised. Like, really? yeah, yeah, it was like it was super chill for people to jump in the race. Um, and all faces welcome in the marathon. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Yo, I love this. I dig it. And it was it was super fun to one. Um, and you know, people gonna might get on me for saying this, but you know, not planning to do a marathon, but to do one and actually like have fun without 
the expectation. And the only expectation, at least for, for, for me, was to have fun and to kind of uh, test out, you know, the pacing schedule that, that Malcolm was going to you know, do. So it ended up being uh, the TSP shakeout is, is how we called it. <laughs> Love it. 6.2 mile shakeout for a 340 mile run. Right. There we uh, go. Okay, so Malcolm, Will, I like, I'm glad that, Will, I'm glad you mentioned a little bit of how you guys met. Meeting at Boston is always really interesting. I, I mean, I personally haven't been, but it just seems like it's a combination of a lot of different just people. But then as black men, like you guys pointed out in the beginning, I'm sure you guys spotted each other out and, you know, you know, probably like gravitated towards each other. So like since that year of knowing each other, at what point did it become a friendship? At what point did it become like, okay, let's do this TSP thing together? Or was it very much like kind of last minute? Um, I'll start with, how, or go ahead, Well, No, I was just going to say, I think it was the time we first got like patties together. That's when we, when we <laughs> gelled as friends. <laughs> when we got patties and cocoa bread, I think that's was the moment. But mm. I don't know, Malcolm, what do you think? Patties would be yeah. So, yeah, it's patties. Jamaican patties <laughs> in, in in New York. I'm assuming. No, I know. We'll talk. I think it was actually the Boston Marathon. I mm. mean, us running the first half of it together. Me knowing that he was representing Queens. You know, maybe if he was somewhere else, I'd be like ah, he's from LA. Maybe, but he was from <laughs> New York. I was like, he's from Queens. Let's run together. So I think in that way, running the first 13 miles together. I think, and we were vibing too. We were just talking and chilling and having a great time. Hmm. I, so I think from, I so for me, I think from then, I was like, that's the guy I want to vibe with every day and every chance I get. Hmm. Oh. You're right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yo, feeling, feeling was mutual, man. Feeling was mutual. Because LA was a, yo, I can't express my gratitude to Will in terms of how I felt in June LA. Mm. He drove me around. He took me anywhere I wanted to go to. We went to Compton. We mm. got we got out. Okay, so y'all, I mean, y'all had a good time. I mean, there's so many nuggets of places that we could go with this conversation. I want to get to TSP eventually, but I am still very curious about one. Why did you only run 13 miles together at Boston? Uh, okay, so I got a complimentary bib that okay. year. Will, did you get one too? Was it complimentary? Uh, it wasn't complimentary. It was, uh, it was, I got a bib. It was last minute through like a, a company. So sort of, yeah, yeah. It was Wait, like four they, weeks before the marathon. Okay. So I think I was in the village and I was just talking too much in the village and not realizing it was getting slower and slower as time goes on. So once when I started, they might've been running maybe 10 minute miles. And so we had to swerve and do this like kind of dance for 13 miles. And then it opened up. Mm -hmm. And I think I went to the bathroom. <laughs> I think I might've lost Will. And that's, I think, how we ran 13 miles together. Okay. So it was just like a natural, we're running together. But then ultimately you were running your own races and you had just met each other. Yeah, I wasn't racing. I was just running. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. I mean, okay. So then in LA... You hopped in to take the bridge. What was that like, Malcolm? Like, was that, that also was part of the plan? Was that also last minute? What's going on? 
for part of my plan. I don't think it was part of my team's plan, but it was part of my plan to do that and also do LA. I mean, I did these things last year. It was that I was on Instagram and I was like undercover. So I ran 20 miles before on a Sunday. I just tend to run and keep running until TSP is over. Mm. And you've always been a runner. I am. I ran in high school and then Mm -hmm. stopped running and then picked it up maybe 13, 14 years ago. Okay. Yeah. I like it. Um, And so, yeah. And so Take the Bridge was amazing. Enjoyed that. Um, We'll have me running too fast. Um, (laughs) And that was great. And then, but it was beautiful because the whole weekend was great. Then we met someone from Compton. And then we went to Compton, did a shakeout run there and was like blessed with love and like energy. I mean, I can't say how like happy and how appreciative I am of like the love we got in LA mm. that weekend. And all people just showed us around like Lawrence. And so we wanted to do the right thing in LA. It was great, had a whole bunch of conversations about do the right thing. He gave us a tour. He DJed for me. I mean, so the love was real out there. So I appreciated the energy. Yo, that's smooth. That's smooth. I do feel like, so like I, I first met now after the Toronto marathon. You know, fan was just busting moves on. I feel like Malcolm makes friends the same way my five-year-old makes friends. It's just eye contact. We're doing the same thing. We buddies. Let's go. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's what I think that's what running affords us is a space, right, to do that. Yeah. So, yeah. so then Malcolm, so okay, so you ran in high school. Was yeah. it like, and you picked it up thirteen years ago? So there was a big time frame where you were not really running. Yes. Do you like? And what I would like to know about that is like, okay, so within that thirteen year span, it sounds like you ran a lot of marathons. Nope. I okay. think I've so 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 the funny thing is the two marathons that I have run, I have really ran with Will. Oh. Boston and LA. Okay. And that's what we kind of picked up on. So I've not been a, I'm not a marathoner. I'm not an ultra runner. Okay. I just I can just run certain distances when I choose to. Okay. So when you were in high school, what were you doing? Oh, the mile. Let's get that mile. The mile was the thing. Okay. Yeah. 420, fastest time. That's oh, major. Wow. That's a little, bit, right. a little bit, a little bit, a little bit of heat, not too much. <laughs> Just a tiny bit. <laughs> um, and then, so then, so what was keeping you athletically fit in between the time of like not running and then starting to run again thirteen years ago? And like, and then when you started running again, what what was your your cadence or like your pattern as far as like? getting to those miles because you're saying like on a weekend you you can run 20 miles what how did you get there okay so when i started running again it was because i took a couple of students rock climbing or bouldering in, indoors and mm-hmm. i was like this is just too this is just too hard i shouldn't be breathing like this i shouldn't be like tapped out and i was tapped out and so for me i think running is like the easiest access into fitness so I started running and I um, would run around the block where I live in my jeans. I had no sportswear. Wasn't going to wait for that. I had some old winter jeans. It was winter. 
And it kind of worked out that they actually were like literally the best pant to wear in winter was a pair of jeans and some sneakers. And I just did blocks. So maybe four blocks, then eight blocks, then 10 blocks. And then um, built up from there. Okay. And then what kept me physically fit in that space is running after my damn kids. Kids will make you fit. <laughs> I, I concur. I agree with that. Chasing, chasing down five-year-olds, picking them up, doing airplanes. This is all fitness yeah. class, right? Yeah, going to the park. Yeah, yeah, going to the park, doing everything you have to do, yes. Uh, yeah. So that's what kept me kind of fit. I mean, but I wasn't fit the way I am now. Like okay. running, causes, running causes me to do yoga, go to the gym, do all kinds of different things. I love that. I love that. I love that. I'm I'm very surprised to hear um, that you take, if I heard clearly, you've only done two marathons so far. What's been your distance then? Like, what, what races do you normally gravitate to? I don't run and race that much. So if people know me, they know that I hate racing. And I hate paying for okay. races. And I hate, you know, the whole idea that you have to pay to run. Yeah, I'm so, I'm so accustomed especially when I'm meeting and hearing about runners, when their reputation like definitely precedes them, is usually based around speed. It's usually based around what races they've gotten into and what marathons they've gotten into. And um, like, I hear Malcolm is a legend. Like, that's what I hear across the board in the running community as I, I become more exposed to it nationally and internationally. And it's like, so I guess for me, like, how did you find your way into like this run club community, this run club scene and stuff like that. How how are you able to like just be known by everybody, you know, and, and be a friend to a lot of people? Well, one, I don't think I am a legend. I don't know what that even means. And it kind of annoys me when people say that. I'm like, what does that even mean? So when you press people, what does that mean? They can't answer. It means you bring good energy and good vibes. Like everybody so, is happy. You're inspiring. You. Right. So if we go by your definition, yes, we vibe. So we can attest that we vibe with any chance we can get. Why not? Life is already hard enough. Why come to running with attitude? No, and I'm not clickish. I think that's one thing. I am not clickish. Like we, Ian. So we met at Toronto, and I met you before that because I actually took your picture of your of your crew. Oh yeah, you uh, at the uh, snake run? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he so, just like, the ball down my head. like he, I don't even think he asked me. He's like, give me that, and just, just snap the pick. Because y'all was looking, y'all was looking real good. I was just like, well, I catch this, catch this moment. So I think it's just that that I just like use the space for what it is, which is to like make friends and build relationships. I think yeah, that's what I, running affords us. Why go into that space with that attitude and yeah. and being nasty or clickish? I, I appreciate that. I appreciate how available you are and stuff like that's how I feel like listening to your story between you and Will, like that that's what it comes from, from being available, being open and just enjoying the sport with people. Um, Will, like kind of like a similar question for you. Uh, into the sport, is it racing? Is it the community? How did have you found yourself? How have you discovered this community and gotten yourself into it? 
Well, I mean, I, I ran in high school as well um, to track and, and then cross country. And kind of like Malcolm, like after high school, took like a huge break. And then again, I think what got me back into like, you know, running and distance running was community. Like I have a group of friends who I was just, you know, we would hang out on Sunday and, you know, eat dinner or brunch or, or whatever. And like, you know, common crew. And then they just signed up for a race and they were like, hey, you know, brunch this this week going to be late. So because we got to run. And I was like, yo, bet I'll just run with y'all because why not? Like I like so it was community. It wasn't necessary. It was a race. It was because. I used to run and, you know, my friends are running. So let me, let me get back to that. And like, I found through running, like, you know, which I'm sure every, a lot of people have noted and they benefited from it's community. You can kind of pull up to any city, anywhere. And if there's a run crew, you could pull up and kind of feel welcomed because you're of the same tribe, you know, you know, the same language and, and some, you know, the terminology and all that stuff but you know the, the the experience of putting in miles. And, like, I think that's something that, you know, in a lot of ways just bonds people. And that's what I keep coming back for. Yeah, I race because I like to set goals and push myself. Um, but, like, when I, you know, LA Marathon was so fun because, like, it was just about having fun and being out there and, and not about putting this pressure on myself. So, you know, it doesn't always have to be about times or speed and, you know, runners come in all shapes and forms and, and paces. And, you know, at any point you could just vibe with somebody. And I think that's just really what it is, that energy, that vibe. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me ask you a quick question because I feel like so many, so many uh, young black athletes who are running, you know, kind of these shorter distances. I don't know. I don't know the terminology for track too well because I was definitely not a high school collegiate athlete, but um, I, I feel like there is that after you leave college, running just kind of like has a hard stop, right? And I mean, when you got into just road running, was there a complete change in athleticism for you? Did, was there a complete change in the relationship to running? Because um, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming, you know, I hear college is, High school and college is very competitive, very like, you know, hit these times, do this, do that, and cannot. I've heard a lot of athletes say they didn't enjoy running when they was doing it for school. So did you find that to be your experience? And then if so, how did that change coming into road running, running with the community? Uh, me personally, listen, I got into track in, in high school because I was chasing a girl. Like, I'm going to keep it 100. Like, it was a girl that I liked and she ran track. And I was just like, I can run, so I'm going to run track. And then, um, so within that, you know, beyond that, I mean, like, that's the first piece of a community. We, you know, she ended up being my high school sweetheart, but like, then she ran cross country. So I was like, I'm all right, I'm going to run cross country too. But by that point, it was already like a family. Like the track team was fam. Like we, you know, it was tough. Coach was hard on us, but we we were in that like together. So I think, you know, looking back, it was always about, community and connecting with people like as far as like what brought me into it like you know I didn't do it in college because I think I was scared of like the waking up at 3 a.m to like run I was like yo I just you know I want to enjoy a different kind of college experience so looking back on it kind of wish maybe I did you know keep it going because that just would have been like a different community I think but like no regrets I'm glad that 
you know, I came back to it or, or it came to me when it did. Um, so I'm able to meet people like Malcolm, like you and, and, you know, it running is a reason why I think, you know, why we had such an amazing time in Los Angeles right before the marathon, because the community, anytime there's a marathon, the activations are amazing. Like people are out, there's a buzz in the air. Like sometimes you just want to go just be around that energy, even though I'm not running. So it's, it's really about the energy in the community. And you also have your own run crew in Queens, correct? Absolutely. Um, yeah. Run, hustle, run. I'm a co-founder uh, with my boy, Charlie. And again, there was nothing out there in the space where black and black and brown people in Jamaica, Queens, um, were doing that. And, you know, there was no run crews out there at the time. So we were like, yo, we're just going to show up. And our whole thing has been about building community. And, you know, you start out, it was Charlie, myself and my boy, Jason, who I ran cross country with in high school. You know, I hadn't spoke to him in forever, but like running kind of brought us back to where we're closer now than we were before. And we started this movement of, you know, moving our bodies. And we showed up on a cold Tuesday night, February. And before you knew it, other people kept showing up with us. And like, it was amazing. And we would pinch ourselves and be like, yo, look at this. Look at these people out here running in the cold. Like, this is crazy. Um, but it was more than just the miles. It was like the community behind it. And now we're family. Like, you know, people I wouldn't have known again. Like they're like fam and we've traveled and done runs together and, and pushed each other outside of running, you know? Um, Cause I think that's what community is about. Hmm. So with all of that known now, with every, with all of this back information known, I want to bring us back to TSP because first of all, Malcolm, you ran this solo and I just want to make sure that everyone, I mean, everyone will know just probably by the name of the, what we title this podcast episode, but, um, you know, but is this the second time you ran TSP solo? It is. Okay. So I, you, the first year I'm, I'm assuming a lot was learned this year. I heard that you wanted to be pushed to your limit. This is what I heard from Gemma who Gemma was going to join us today, but she couldn't. And so I just want, like, what was the frame of mind of going from last year? And please share whatever you want to share from last year, but like into this year and why you decided to do it again. One, I think that was Gemma's interpretation. Okay. That she, that she wanted to push me. It wasn't, <laughs> I don't think that was mine, but okay. Yeah, I'll take that. Um, no, she had a plan. And I, you know, again, like I trusted Vivian from last year. And whoever's in charge of your pacing, you have to trust. So I just trust her. In that way. Um, and it's kind of weird because I didn't know Gemma or any of the crew that much before this. You know, I knew Will, but not in this kind of like environment. So I think just having the trust, like Gemma's saying, you're going to run this much, this far, this fast, just made it happen. Um, so yeah, I think Gemma had the idea of us finishing like 30 hours earlier, which we did do. 30 hours earlier than previous. Yes. Yeah, so year. last year we ended on Saturday, which is like the best time to end, really, because there's so much hype that all the relief teams are coming in. Yeah. So so people were hitting me up, thought I won because of like how active and how great it looked. Like, yo, do you want this thing? I was like, no, I can't do that. 
Um, but it was great because um, um, Saturday is the time of the relay teams come in. Um, so what I learned from last year and this year, um, it was just different. I can't say I, I learned much. I, it's just different. This year was totally different. Um, last year, I did really enjoy the route. It was more scenic. This year, it was a little bit more challenging. We're going through these. We're going through these small towns, and yeah, yeah. We 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 um did an episode about TSP a couple episodes ago, and like really got into that. And uh, I in that part part of my thinking through that, it was also just like I can't even imagine what it would have been like to just be by yourself with a crew, but by yourself. I know there is one runner who runs without a crew and he like carries his water with him and all that stuff, which is also another, that's a whole different situation. But um, yeah, I can imagine with this being pushed and getting in, getting under, like shaving off 30 hours of last year. That's insane. That's, I mean, and not insane. It's just, it's a feat. I'll say that. And for you, Will, were you pacing? Were you taking photography? What was your your part in in this year? Um, first, I, I helped on like developing or, or plotting out the, the, the route. Okay. Um, worked closely with Gemma as far as pacing, and then that kind of you know let us know where we kind of would be stopping for the nights and food and that kind of thing. Um, ran a little bit also as well with him. Was on bike with him. Um, drove the, drove the Jeep. Um, and, uh, I think also, which is like a crucial part was just try to like keep the energy up, you know, try to keep the vibes up. Um, you know, I went and bought like cactuses for the van, just that, some ambiance, like, you know, just like, I think that all, all of these things came together. I feel like everybody wore many hats throughout it. So it wasn't just me. Like sometimes, you know, you got to jump in and drive sometimes, you know, I got had to like help stretch Malcolm out. So it was like whatever needed to be done. I feel like everybody was there and available to step up. So like, you know, we had one goal and it was awesome that we were all working towards this one goal. Can you do, can you tell us who was on the team? Will like yeah. in people's roles, uh, either of you just so because like we have said Gemma, but then like even just, just letting us know like what people's roles were initially going into it, even though everyone was wearing many hats. So I could do that. So I okay. wanted to do that anyway. Like for example, <laughs> Gemma was like the pace master, and and I had like nicknames for all these people. They didn't know it, and I was checking <laughs> out Gemma all the time. But okay, Gemma was in charge of the pacing. We had Fiona, master chef. And the food that came out of that van was amazing. So I don't do trail mix. I don't do gels. I don't do any of that. I just eat real food. This is too far a distance to be eating kind of whatever. So we had real food. I had lunch, breakfast, and dinner and snacks. So mm. Fiona, pick up yourself. It was, it was amazing. Um, and um, Lulu, who was basically my health manager, made sure my feet weren't jacked up, made sure that I was like stretched out. Uh, make sure that I clean my nose <laughs> and my mouth and my, and my glasses. Just make sure that I was really taken care of health-wise. And then we had the wild boy, Jeff. Boy, he's an outdoor dude. Like, he would, like, run. And I appreciate him and his energy and him telling pit bulls to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> like, you would not imagine the boy COVID. The COVID is strong on shit. Um, yes, yes. It's amazing. And, and that's what I liked about this really so much is that we had all these different people. 
that didn't know each other, they had tasks. They did those tasks, but um, yeah, we jailed. And I um, became like French now at the end of this. Well, did I miss someone? Well, da, 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 you. You say uh, Will? And Will, Gemma, Fiona, Lulu, and Chef. The good. Yeah. Okay. And um, yeah, and so the way I imagined my team was that everyone had a task. And so there was food, there was wellness, there was health, there's pacing, there's um, Will did an amazing job. Like, imagine taking pictures while driving. Right? Okay. Imagine taking pictures while running and like doing all these things at the same. And the quality of the pictures, though, Will. Phenomenal. Was, was phenomenal. That's. That's love. That's love. Yeah, shouts out to the runners, fast photographers of the world, the Jeremy's and the Wills of the world. Uh, Jeremy on our team was like kind of like your counterpart. He was actually a runner, but still found, found time to catch beautiful shots of our entire team, our support crew and stuff like that. Like that's like that's truly a gift and a talent, I think, that speaks to you, Will, speaks to your your um, your commitment to the community. Um, that you find yourself in, like that's that's really dope to take up both of those responsibilities. I have, so when we were um, at the pool party post race, there was just like this conversation. It was this thing floating around that said um, that Malcolm, like you, you either did not know most of your team prior to, or you had a very minimal relationship with a lot of them which I was really shocked to hear because when we were putting together our team, we were really, really, really thinking about, like we had a group of people that we wanted to like give back to and gave the club, you know, a lot of love and a lot of volunteer work. We was also like, who's going to jail well together? Like who, you know, who do we know and who's going to feel right in the space? I like it messy. I like it messy. Yeah, can you talk through your selection a little bit? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Between y'all, so like, what, how would how did the eggs go? You know, well, I, one, I like it really messy. I mean, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a, not messy in the bad way, but one, I don't think I'm very social. I know you won't probably believe that. I really don't like people. I have a stink attitude. Like, <laughs> they could, I think my team probably can tell you all of that. It's probably true. You wouldn't believe it, but it is. Um, the way I thought about it was one, like, who's gonna say yes? So when I hit up Will, I said, yo, Will, I want to do da-da-da-da. It was like, yes. So people who ask me questions like, oh, when is it? How much is it going to cost? No, negative. <laughs> negative. I, just I mean, hind- hindsight, I should probably have asked those questions. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I was just like, yeah. <laughs> and so the, the way I thought about it was like, I wanted to get at least one person from every borough of New York. So I think the only borough that we're missing is kind of Manhattan, I think. Okay, so there so there was somewhat of a criteria. It had to be from New York. Not really. I just figured, like, you know, let's just try to do that. Um, mm-hmm. It could have been somewhere else and somewhere else. But I think this meeting in person was, like, also crucial. Like, the Zoom meeting is weren't really working well for us. Because, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, because the Zoom meetings and... Actually, meeting in person was like good. I can see how you flow. Like, oh, she gonna get on my nerves. Okay, I see this. Right? Um, <laughs> like, they're all upset with me because I didn't want any one of them with me. Like, dude, what do you mean? Um, 
People try to step out and like start running. I'm like, get heck in the van. <laughs> it was, you know, it was, it was crazy. I think at the end, Will did have enough courage to come out the van and start running with me. But um, yeah, I just, I picked people who were motivated. Mm-hmm. And to I'm your point, bad. yeah, I, I, you know, to me, I think it's good not to be so insular in terms of the community. And I get your point, like having people come from other boroughs, now they can spread that word in their borough, right? They can have people they know from their community say, hey, how was TSP? It's not the whole conversation. And so in some way, it spreads that influence throughout like the whole community. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure if Will went back to like his crew, I'm sure he got drilled down a hundred questions in terms of like, how was that experience? Yeah, definitely. I mean, just, I think all of us uh, on the team had that experience of being like, you know, people were interested because, you know, what, what Malcolm did, like, you know, is is no small feat, you know? And again, as stated in the beginning, he's a black man. So it's like, you know, to have that representation out there, it was like, you kind of felt like all of New York was behind Malcolm. Like, you know, in a way, at least like, you know, the people um, from from who I've been in contact with, messaging me through Instagram, sending my love. It was it was really amazing to see. So it wasn't just, and I think that's why it was important that he did have New York representation from, you know, most boroughs on the squad because it, it was like, it was definitely felt. And like, you felt that energy and it was amazing. Yo, like I, I, I love all of that. Um, so I, I, I also want to like talk about the route a little bit, right? Like, you, uh, you, you shave. You, how many hours did you say you shave about? I think they. I don't remember. I don't even know. I think they said thirty hours. Thirty hours. That's crazy. I mean, I know you was running multiple days. Y'all started on Tuesday, right? We started on Monday. Started on Monday and ran all the way to Saturday. I think we okay, so let me understand. So we started on Monday at 4 a.m. and we finished like Thursday, two o'clock. Well, yeah, two a.m. Well, like Friday morning, two a.m. kind of thing. And the previous year, I ended maybe I think noon ish or two o'clock ish on Saturday or something. Okay. Okay, 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 cool, cool. Thanks for clearing that up. Got you. So the so, route was the route was shorter this year, I think, a little bit. Um, was it because you took that power line situation? It could have been that, but no, it, it's all Gemma's fault. <laughs> all Gemma's fault. And it's she, well, I think she had me run. Well, if I'm wrong, what correct me? 149 miles the last day. Is that my book? It was close to that, yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Okay, so on a, what were you normally running each day? So we ran, I think, 80 miles the first day. Okay. And maybe 60 or 70 the second day. And then she's like, you're not sleeping until you finish the next day. Because oh. uh, the, the idea was we wanted to clear power line and be in a good spot uh, after that. Um, because just as far as, like, where the stops might have lined up, it would have been... it. it it, it it was a big effort. It was a big ass, but like we powered through the night, and I think it that's what one of the the main differences was, um, sleeping in shifts, and you know as far as like driving responsibilities, but you know running through power line, getting through getting through that, and and you know 
as much as we could in one shot without really like breaking down camp for the night or setting up camp for the night, I think was crucial. Now, and yeah, that was Gemma's fault. That was Gemma's fault. <laughs> for our listeners, though, like when we say power line, we're literally talking about you guys running through, driving through these big power lines and they just like run down. Because like some people have never been to the, the West Coast or like understand Southwest America and like understand just how like vast the space is out there or just like these power lines just go on forever. But are you like running underneath them alongside Like, what was that? Well, there's a a service road that Mm -hmm. runs like through power line. And it's not a, you can't call it a road. Yeah. It's it's not not a road. It's just like, you need like have a four wheel drive vehicle. Right. And um, there's parts of it that's missing. You know, so um, this is two, this is like one o'clock in the morning. I'm giving directions like don't go this way because you'll fall off the cliff. Don't go that way. You'll like run into a hole. Will's probably saying, "What is he doing with his poles?" Um, but but so yeah. So y'all understand. Malcolm's not only running, but like this is just how awesome I think Malcolm is, or how how he he thinks and like he cares for everyone. You know, he's out here running by himself, but he still has us in mind. So we're following him in the jeep and. You know, he's pointing out ditches and big rocks for us to watch out for as well. So he's like our lead rusher, you know, clearing the way for us in, in that sense. So, you know, even though he's running, he has this on his mind, too. It was like really total team effort. And because this was not a paved road, I want y'all to understand, like, you know, there were times where even the four wheel drive got a little like we had to do some some creative maneuvering to, like, get through. Uh, there were times where, you know, somebody jumped out to move these large sized rocks out of the way so we could we could clear it. Um, I'm glad we got the full coverage package of insurance on, <laughs> on, on the Jeep as well. I'm just going to say that. Um, because, yeah, you didn't want to be out there in a Honda Accord or something, like <laughs> trying to go through uh, what we yeah. were. So so did you take yeah, the old, or go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I just want to put emphasis on this on this power line road situation because it, it's not just, it's a choice, okay? Like, mm-hmm. this is a pure decision, okay? Like, you're running down this road that seems like it's just going straight for days, right? And it's black tar. It looks like the movie's got the little, the little cracks in the road, and you can just go, and you can just safely just run. And, you like, you can run towards these snow-capped mountains that you will never, ever actually reach the base of. And as you run it, there's this sharp right turn. And it's not like like in a city where there's a curb and you get to make this right turn. There's no four-way stop or nothing. You just know that this is power line road. And it's dirt. Like, it's dirt and shrubs leading into, like, this small, like, hill. And the rest of the road is on the other side of this hill. You have to make this decision. You have to say, no, I am not going to take the easy way. I am literally going to go in what may be hell <laughs> for miles. Yeah, there were some runners that were on power line mode for the majority of the time. Mm. I think I think Lucy did how many miles? I think Jesus did a big, like maybe 100 miles, maybe on power line. Um, Shout out to them for that. 
Yeah, yo, big shout out to Lucy. Lucy, Lucy was the um the the winner for the women's overall. I think she was an overall winner. Yeah, she beat everybody. Yeah, yeah. Out. She 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 clocked off ten hours off the men record. Does that mean something? And seventeen off the women. She came out here not playing five or four in the house. They came out not playing at all. Yeah. 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 Put some put some respect on Lucy's name. She yeah. did the thing. I think that's yeah. what we talk about this on the podcast a lot. Where like distance running is the ultimate equalizer when it comes to women and men running uh because women will surprise and push forward there's like a different type of endurance that i i personally believe women have that it's like it gets shown in these examples um did you so malcolm did you run the og route last year no we also cut i mean the og route is 340 miles and i think um crosby was the only person who did solo Paul Cosby was the only person that did solo this year that did the OG route. Okay. So he's the first person to do that. That's 340 miles. How and many miles? Oh, go ahead. 300, I think it was, plus last year, 298 this year. Yeah. I mean, that's smart. Again, yeah, for I, don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's smart. There's, there's, an, old, there's an old Jamaican saying that shortcuts draw blood. And this shortcut <laughs> draws, did draw blood. I can imagine. It, it's I, difficult. It's it's not, you know, the OG route is paved, so it's easier in a sense, but it's paved and, you know, you unlike cement or concrete or asphalt for the majority of the time. These routes, that power line is no joke. And shout out to the relay, relay teams running on that. I don't know how you run five minute miles on that service. Wow. I mean, because, yeah, again, it's not a road. And, it's and a yeah, it's, it's, it's not a road. And also, again, for our listeners, like, this is an unsanctioned race. You make your own route, clearly, right? You make a decision. You can go wherever you want to go. You can do the OG route, which is, like, nice and paved and, like, generally the, the easy way in the context of everything else. Still hard. <laughs> I mean, it's still hard. It's a long-distance relay, okay? It's, it's an ultra relay. So, um yeah, so I guess when uh will like when did you get into photography and when did you decide like that was something that you wanted to like bring forward into opportunities like this? Um, I mean, I've been in photography since I was like really little, but like as far as like taking it, um, seeing that I can make money out of it or or a career or that it was like actually a passion, not even money, it was just like something I would just love doing. That was like it came in like high school, college, kind of that, and then and then came the part where it was like, oh, you can make money doing this as well. So it was kind of merging that. Um, originally, I was, wasn't was really into sports photography or, or any of that. It was just more about portraits and like stories. And um, then, you know, I found running again. And I was like, why not merge the two passions in a way that I could to, um, you know, show this, tell the story about this world of, of running um, in, in the space of like New York City. And so that's why, um, you know, Malcolm was letting me know clear. He's like, yo, this photography is not the main thing I need you for. He was like, I need you to make this route <laughs> and to like be responsible for these tasks that, you know, everybody had. And he was just like, photography is like a secondary thing. So um, so for, first and foremost, it was making sure that, you know, Malcolm was where we, where we were supposed to be. And like, we had this goal. So like, that was first and foremost. But at the same time, it's like, I'm in a space that, they were, they were like, 
the majority of, of like Powerline and a lot of this, we didn't see anybody else. It was just our crew. We didn't see other cars, other people. Um, it was it was rare. We saw some cows once, but like, but it, it, I had to like you know to to describe this wouldn't do it justice. Like I had to take pictures just to one document it for ourselves, but also to like let people understand like this is where we were. This is what we were were into, and um, it was beautiful. Like you know, especially you know, you I'm coming from Queens, New York, and like you know there's buildings all around us. So just to be in a space where it's just, just like, it looks like you're almost on the moon or something like that, like just rocks and road. And like, like you said, these, these power line roads that just like go all the way down. I was a little nervous. I was like, should we be running with a tinfoil hat? Like, I don't know, like, is this going to microwave our brains? Right. Uh, kind of thing. Like, should we be doing this? But um, it, it's beautiful. And like you said, for people who aren't like myself exposed to like this part of California, um, it's amazing. Like, this is, this is really like, I felt privileged and honored to be able to like experience this. Cause like very few people do. So the photography was really a way just to report back to like, yo, this is, this is where we were and what we were doing. And did you, uh, uh, so I, that, 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 that last part, let me, let me ask you if you had like a similar experience to me, because Growing up in Chicago, growing up in a big city, I'm assuming you, same way in New York, we used to seeing big structures. Like, doing buildings, downtowns are freaking gorgeous and humongous. It paled in comparison to the majesty that I felt from looking at mountains. Have you, like, have you already been on the West Coast a lot, seeing those a lot? Like, how did you feel running in this environment? Well, I mean, I've been, I spent time in the West Coast and, you know, it, it took me a while to get it. You know, I was like the typical New Yorker, like hating on the West Coast for no reason or whatever, but, you know, saying whatever LA, but like when you really get time to like sit, you know, be there and appreciate it, it's like, wait a minute, like you can understand. And the way I explain it to people is like, imagine you grow up and you, the, the sky is just huge. The sky is bigger in California because it's not obstructed by buildings. So I'm just thinking like, what does that do to people's frame of mind where there aren't these obstacles in the way where you could just kind of see at certain points as far as the eye can see? Like, you can see mountains, you can see the horizon, and it's just like, I feel like that has to do with the vibe of California in a way, the mindset maybe, the, I don't know how to really you know, articulate it, but like, you know, there is a difference. There's a difference between New Yorkers and people who are on the West Coast. It's very visible, and you can you could tell. And so, like, being in that space, it was just, like, it was open. Like, you know, it just, the possibilities are open. Your your, your sight lines are open. And um, I, I think it, it plays a big part in, in, you know, what we were doing as well. Like, we were out there in the, in the wild open, you know? And it was just, like, we made our own route. We're doing this thing unsanctioned. So it kind of all, like, came together in, in, like, these moments where you just realize, like, yo, like... It, this is us. This is all on us. And like, we're doing it, you know? And I think that's probably the most powerful thing about PSP is that we are city dwellers. I'm not an ultra runner. No. Um, I think the person who has the most experience is probably Gemma. Right. And so imagine taking people from the city and putting them in the desert. And, you know, just to see us like do what we have to do and like problem solve and get through it. I mean, and 
I think that's what pitches can't really capture is that the teamwork has to be on point. Like, you know, whatever problems you have, you got to squash them because the desert will kill you. Mm-hmm. Right? There's no time to, you know, there's an issue. We have to resolve that later because we got to keep on pushing. Right? So- I think, okay. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, you said some, you know, just the intensity of the desert last year was a lot hotter than this year. Like, what was that experience of like well, this, running? So, yeah. So this year was so much different because we had snow, sleet, wind, everything <laughs> you would not imagine. I bought, a funny joke, um, I bought like a frog suit from um, Amazon. It was like a $3.99 hunter suit. It came to the top and the bottom. Best purchase ever. Um, that's why I wore the whole entire time because it rained a lot of times. And the wind itself was just moved me across the it was intense. Well, so, as a wait, solo runner, you ex- yeah. what? Hey, I saw a picture of you in it, but it, it looked like it was like out of blue or something. Yeah, that's what I wore. That's why I was rocking the whole entire time because it, it, was, it was bad. It was bad. So yeah, and so um wore that. So it was different. Last year wasn't so hot. I mean, people think it's hot. It wasn't crazy hot last year. This year was difficult because of the wind, rain, sleet, dogs, whatever else. Yeah, there's a lot of dogs out there. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, and you experienced all the rain and sleet because you left much earlier because all of the relay teams, we didn't get any of that. Uh, cause you, I mean, yeah, you were just out there for so much longer experiencing so much other, you know, different types of weather. So, I mean, that, that in and of itself was a, a different experience. Um, do you like, would you do it again? Are you thinking about doing it again? Oh, it's already been done instead. Oh, oh, well, like you are. At the pool party, which is Saturday. I mean, look, I wasn't there. I wasn't part of this conversation. So please enlighten me. The, the pool party is where business happens, you know. Hey. Um, I think all the cool kids from the um solo, but that means Lucy, everyone's gonna do the OG route next year. So we're on the OG route next year, it looks like. So it's 340. Look how we're looking now. He's looking kind of crazy. Oh um, yeah, so he was sad now. Oh, sorry, what? <laughs> a lot of stuff can happen between then and now, so hopefully it will happen. But yes, 340. And well, we're going to try and go super fast. Well, let's do it. Yeah, but it seems like no matter what, they're going to do it the Malcolm way. Like you, you kind of set the president, kind of set the vibe, it seems like, with like well, the I, way you go into it. I think I do the least work during TSP. I think um, I think the crew is like what holds this all running down. Mm. Um, so all I do is just run, which I think is the easiest part of the whole thing. And what do your kids think about all this? My daughter's like, you stupid. <laughs> my son's like on his own planet. He don't even care. But my daughter looks at me and just shakes her head. Um, yeah, it's, it's fine. And I, yeah, that's really want to like shout out to my crew. My crew really held me down. It made me feel secure, made me feel safe, even when it was not safe. Yeah, uh, we, we got to mention real quick, real quick. I feel like it was the, the key bonding moment for this team of people who didn't know each other, really. Um, we'd met on Zooms, we'd met on meetings, but 
when we were surrounded by a pack of wild pit bulls, yo, we bonded seriously. And that was the that was the first night, yeah? That was the first night. What? A pack of wild pit bulls pulled up on us around 9 p.m. that first night. I'm talking about at least six on the road and were actively, actively trying to get at us. Like actively. You never kind of know. I think more. All right, I'm being conservative because I don't want to oversell it, but it, it might have been more. I just it was and everything happened really fast, but it was a it was a moment of that the whole team really really came together because we had to. Um, you know, we, I was on bike accompanying Malcolm while he was running, and quickly hopped off the bike and used that as a barricade between us and these dogs and. Luckily, our vehicles were close by, so they performed, you know, they formed another, like, kind of barricade. But the dogs were trying to get under the wheels mm. to try to get towards us. And this is where um, Chev's famous, like, Chev is beating them off with a, a, a walking stick. And he's telling them to go to bed. <laughs> like, that's, that's where that line comes from. Where, and it wasn't funny until afterwards when we were safe. We was like, yo, Chev, did you really just tell them to go to bed? <laughs> And uh, in the moment, it was super tense, but I, I that like it, it was like the the fire that kind of forged us all together. And from that moment on, I mean, you know, there were just you know disagreements, but I feel like that really brought us together as a team to be like, yo, it was you know, life and limb was on the line. Like, mm. let's not let's not even be light about it. Um, but yeah, that was like after that, we were like, yo, we could do it. We could do anything. Like after that, it was like, all right, cool. We got this. Life and limb. Okay. L- yes. yes. <laughs> okay. And then uh, well, you, you also have to tell them that after that, we got stopped by police. For that was going to be my next question is like, I know that people talk about the dogs, but because you're a solo runner and you're going into these small towns, like, and I, also like, yeah, I get there's a, there's a lot to be said about these small towns, but what, yeah, what was the experience with the people? Well, the police came after that, and it was interesting because there were two conversations happening. I think one conversation was, Gemma, are you not getting sex trafficked? Because that's what they, he was asking about. <gasps> and the other side, we were getting questioned about whether we're selling drugs or not. And we was like, we have on headlamps, we have on like reflective vests. What kind of drug dealer are we? Like that want to be seen? Yeah, we want to be seen selling drugs. That's what we want to be in. What? Yeah, it was it was a it was a so yeah, I hated this route so much this mm. year. Mm. And, apparently somebody called in to the police saying that there were two men in construction vests and a white meeting a white van and it looks like they're doing a deal was what the officers on because you know the cops they do, they separate and talk to each other separately. So yeah. While they were talking to us, this is the story that, for the reason that they pulled up on us. So, yeah. and that's what I said. I'm like, if I was doing a deal, I think I wouldn't be wearing a headlamp and reflective vests, I, you know? So it was, and to the credit, they weren't, they weren't dicks. They weren't total dicks. Um, mm-hmm. But still just to be in that space and having some somebody call in to be like, hey, there's two, you know, guys, in construction vests doing a deal on the side of the road. 
it just added another and after we just got it almost attacked by dogs. So it's like we gotta fight, you know. So it's like You're already turned up. Yeah, yeah. But it it was just there were other obstacles uh that weren't running related that we had to yeah. encounter. And um, you know, this just happened to be another one of them where luckily it, you know, everything was fine and smooth, but like, you know, I was talking about running through spaces that aren't, you know, um our own are not our hood not our you know our streets so so to speak um this is like one of the things that that we encountered and i mean these but i will say these small towns are very hood in a lot of ways from what and that's the part that i also think a lot of people don't get too is that like i did see a lot of black folks around but then there's also a huge correction facility right around in there. So then it's like the culture out there in that specific area where this race is going through, I f- it just, there's an energy around it. And I think one comment that I had in our conversation about TSP you know, a couple episodes back was just like, I don't know with the people who created it, even really kept that in mind when they thought about or even considered what it would be like for runners like us to go through these, these areas. Um, but I think you know, that's part of also the, the challenge, I think, is that uh, it's not only about running. Of course not. It's not just about the 200 yeah. miles, 340 miles. It's negotiating all those different things that you encounter along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, truthfully, I think the dogs are racist. Because <laughs> our experiences is totally different from other people's experiences. Oh, we've met some dogs. I don't know if they're like... But too kind to people who are people of color running through their little town. Because my experience with these dogs this year was terrible. I mean, dogs do absorb things. Um, <laughs> there has been studies on that. I'm just going to say that. But, you um, know, and, and just like, for example, where they even parked the RV with a van, you had to consider, like, do you want to stop here, right? Or do you want to right. continue? Because, you know, and I think all of us probably do that. Like, think about that in that way. Like, you know, is this safe? Because the police officer did tell us that there's beyond this point, there's no law here. Wow. So, you have, so you have people that basically have their own sovereignty in terms of land and law. This is my land, this is my law. And we're running through these spaces. And so you gotta be very careful of where you stop and who you encounter. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I feel like even a cop saying that like speaks volumes like yeah, I, for me that and I hearing that secondhand from you even felt more of like a warning and stuff like that more than anything like just like to keep your eyes open and, and be on your P's and Q's I mean you know for us going into this we were very concerned with interactions with the police the advice that we got from TSP was like hilarious advice um but to hear that you guys had that interaction, to think about the interaction that one of our runners had and stuff like that. And then even think about my interaction with runner two uh, white runners from different teams, you know, like they quickly realized that this was not necessarily a rural white space. There were a lot of black and brown people in those spaces and their guard was up. And so, you know, I found myself, you know, being friendly um, in different times, and I, I, especially at night, like I realized I couldn't do that because they were also on high alert for anybody that looked like me. Forget the fact that I hopped out of RV, 
I'm wearing Aeroloft Nike tights and flip-flops. It's just like, oh, no, this is a brown man in a place I don't with. Let me stay away from him and stuff like that. Um, you know, and, and this is not to put like that whole, you know, blanket over the entire race and stuff like that, but it's just when this was created, we were not necessarily thought about. And so um, I applaud y'all for handling that and not allowing it to like escalate, being able to maneuver through that. Our runners being able to uh, get into these small towns and get out of them because we we can't just enjoy ourselves. You know, we also have to be very protective. I think that's the reason that you need to have a good crew. I mean, because like, we were vibing. Even when the cops were there, we were just chilled out. It was like, hey, this is what it is. Um, I think just being able to like meet your goal, my goal. Chuck uh, Gemma would laugh at me because anytime I saw a dog, I'd be on like high alert. But my reason was is that I'm trying to finish this race. I did not want to end this race because I got bit by a dog, right? I want to, maybe if I twist my ankle, maybe if I break my leg, but not bit by a dog. I did not want to end this race in that way. And so um, I think just having the right crew, and I felt, I felt taken care of. Like when Will, Shed, and Gemma, and Lulu, and Fiona were behind me, that's when I felt the most secure. Amazing. Well, thank you for sharing and um thank you for just yeah sharing space with us and telling us your story letting us know more about like you will and malcolm i mean again malcolm i think people are just going to continue to they they see you as as a legend like i don't know if there's anything you could do about it like it's and it's honestly i mean you're inspiring and that's what i just chalked up as and having you on this podcast and giving people an opportunity to hear more about your story is gonna really inspire people to do what you're doing and keep pushing the needle forward so um thank you thank you you both honestly and will i have an idea a gallery of the photos from the experience you know i feel like the people need it put it on display. What you're creating is very beautiful. Like, I just, I feel like that would just be the icing on top. Yeah, I received that. Thank y'all both. I appreciate y'all for coming on too. That was smooth. Listen, thank y'all for having us on. We appreciate being able to spend time and share with y'all. It was amazing meeting y'all and and sharing that space as well. Um, I was happy to see, you know, Brown people out there at the pool party, like <laughs> it's 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 welcome, and I feel like you know we're, we're yeah, like Malcolm said, we're gonna be back. Amazing. Yeah, y'all gotta join me in the pool more though. I was the only <laughs> the only brown person. In it was the like pool. him and Aaron. <laughs> no, that was just me. Yeah, it, it was, was cold it was, though, bro. It was cold, man. I'm not gonna hold you. Not gonna hold you. Not gonna hold you. Right, exactly. <laughs> I'm not gonna hold you, bro. <laughs> I would like to say thank you to um, uh, like Jess Zappo, DJ for me, gave me some polls. I mean, I appreciate everyone who gave and did something for me during that time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would like, yeah, my heart is really like full with the love that I received. People behind the scenes that no one even knows. So I appreciate everyone that helped me, helped my team, and supported me and the team all the way out there. Beautiful. All right, y'all. Have a good one. Peace. Thank you. Peace. Wow.
good energy. I mean, Malcolm is a legend. Will is beautiful. Like I, I, you know, the 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 browning, the blackening of running is in full effect, and I'm here for it. I receive it. Let's continue with this energy. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. I. <laughs> Yeah. And honestly, too, like, I just want to say Malcolm said he wasn't a talker, but I knew I knew once he was going to get on that he had something to say. I knew it. And that is what I love, because like we want to hear we want to hear from the man. We want to hear from his his buddy, like, you know, like and Will was just also just it was a great pairing. Um, And I feel like we have to have Will on again just to hear about like his podcast, not his his podcast, his run club and. Um, yeah. things of that sort. Cause he, you know, him also being a leader in that way in the community, I think is also really important, but wow. The conversations right. are just, it's like, we're just racking it up. It's up. It's an upward mobility happening right now. And y'all know what to do. Yo, drop, you know, let us know your thoughts and your feelings on any of our conversations in the comment section, whether it's on Instagram or on YouTube. Follow us on both, like, subscribe, share it, you know. But, uh, you know, like, I, I don't know about Courtney, but, like, I, I want to engage with y'all more. But, like, you know, this is my invitation. Talk to me. Talk to me in the comments. Let me know how you feeling. Let me know what you think. You know, like, what you want to hear, what you want us to talk about. You feel like something I said was bullshit. Like, let's go. Like, what's how, how we feeling? You feel me? Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh... Check out for, watch out for our Instagram. We'll try to drop a little comment box when we remember to do so, so that you can put your comments, questions, whatever bits in there. Cause I think sometimes that's the easiest way. Um, but either way, find us and we'll respond. All right. All right. Well, listen, y'all, we're going to talk to y'all later. Y'all ain't getting too much of us today. We shared the space with Malcolm because we got some. No, uh, no, no, extra. Okay. Peace. Peace.